Each business is unique and operated individually of others in the same industry. What they have in common is the potential path to success. Welcome to The Second Stage with your hosts, Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. In today's program, we'll address the obstacles that many businesses find on that path to success and discuss what entrepreneurs and their businesses are doing to stay ahead of the curve. Now, here's Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. Welcome, everybody, to the second stage. Jeff, this is a uh, this is kind of a very sentimental, kind of a unique uh, a, a program for us. I don't know, uh, you know, how else to put it. It sure is. It's always, uh, you know, towards the end of the year, things are winding down, but uh, we're moving on to a new format uh, in 2017, which we'll kind of talk a little bit about throughout the show. But you'd still be able to find all of our shows on voiceamerica.com, iTunes, and you can also go to our website at evolutioncp.com for resources, content, and interviews in the new year. So Jeff, we're uh, you know we we've been doing this for according to Barbara a couple hundred episodes or darn near close, and it's been an awesome awesome experience. We've met some wonderful people. I think part of our part of our overall rationale is that uh, um, it's uh, it's hard to dedicate an hour to uh, to some things, and we're going to hopefully do some kind of shorter clip things and the shorter clip uh, interviews, shorter clip uh, content, make it uh, kind of more concise and quick for people and. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a bummer because we've, uh, you know, I think we've learned so much from some of the people we've talked to. We have, but I also think Barbara thinks you and I are really handsome and we should start doing videos too. Yeah. I'm not sure she said that, honestly. I'm pretty <laughs> sure she did not say that, but, but maybe she should have. <laughs> maybe, maybe I was reading too much into her, her mind, but, yeah. uh, but it'll include, uh, we think, some video. Uh, certainly continue to do, as Brendan mentioned, shorter uh, interviews, uh, but also some webinars and try to include some other experts in imparting their wisdom onto the rest of us. And uh, we still want it to be that forum where entrepreneurs can learn from other uh, small business owners and, and pursue best practices for their businesses. We want to uh, provide actionable advice, and, and that will continue in the new format. Yeah, no, I'm excited about it. I think you know our, our attention spans aren't that long to start with, so uh, it'll be it'll be good for us. I did want to take a second to talk about just you know you think about what we've learned from talking to people, what we've learned, you know, and, and uh, I think we touched about this touched on this briefly last week. Is you know if you're an entrepreneur and you you know want to grow, you want to transition, you know, you want to really transform your business. The answers are out there, and uh, nothing that we've that, uh, that you know. I'd like to claim we we're really really smart, but nothing we're doing with these companies are things that we really came up with, or things that that made sense to us. And 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 uh, we've asked a lot of people, and we continue to ask people. And you know, this show has been a great uh, forum to just you know kind of keep talking to the. Greg Crabtrees and the uh, you know and, and, and we were have, well, we're gonna have Mike Marhoffer and Jeff Schwab on again today and and, and my God the, the list is just is an is an incredible list of people that just have an, an unbelievable uh, resource and I, I just I stress to the people the the listeners out there if you have a business please join a peer group join a, an EO or, or YPO or Vistage or you know continue to reach out and and, and, and listen to the content online it's. Why recreate the uh, why, why recreate the wheel? Yeah, and, and, and I agree with everything you just said. And I think what we've come to realize is is that the best entrepreneurs have this recognition that they need to give back. And uh, I think that you know, to your point about peer groups, 
but also just reaching out to somebody that you admire uh, in your community, or in your industry that's been there and done that. Uh, you, you know, the good ones feel this uh, this appreciation for where they are and the success that they've had and likely have learned from other people. And uh, uh, I, I think that uh, don't be shy, I guess, is what I'm trying to say in a long-winded way. Yeah, I think we learned that term a couple a couple months ago uh, on the show, the imposter syndrome, you know, where you feel like you're just not ready to, to be held, you know, to be considered uh uh, re, you know, ready to reach out to some of these people, ready to be credible and so forth. And and uh, and uh, I listened to a speaker as part of a Path North group where they said that if you if you're a true entrepreneur, you're always going to feel that way. You're always going to feel like, you know, that that you you don't really yet belong in that in that club in that group and that whatever. And and if you have that feeling, chances are you actually do belong. So uh, um, it's a it's a it was a pretty neat speech, pretty neat concept, and uh, and I like it. I like it a lot. But, but you know, you just made a kind of interesting comment there that you talked about Path North. I mean, uh, you have continued to join uh, groups to learn. Uh, you've continued to get certifications. You've continued to reach out to authors and speakers, not only through the show, but through just your general networking. And the point is, is just continuous learning. And, uh, you know, that, that should never stop either if you want to be successful in uh, in business you know, or in entrepreneurship, yeah, and 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 I agree. And, and anything that helps you in in business and entrepreneurship on your choosing uh, craft, it always it automatically kind of helps you on the personal life too. I mean, that's one of the probably the biggest benefit of of some of these groups is <clears throat> realizing that there is a balance between the two, and and uh, and uh, just kind of you know, realizing that you're not alone in that, and that everybody's kind of going through it. So, Jeff, I'm a little worried though. Why is that? <laughs> I'm a little worried because we know that Mike Marver is listening into all this stuff, and he's probably sitting there going, "Oh my God, you know these guys don't know any of this. You know these guys are uh, these guys are, you know, ADD, uh, you know, uh, people that don't, you know, that uh, really need to spend a lot more time learning stuff." But uh, but I suspect he's, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm a little worried about that. But they'll be okay. Well, in pure in good entrepreneurship form, we have surrounded ourselves with great employees uh, and uh, great advisors outside of the evolution organization to keep uh, our many weaknesses kind of uh, between the ditches so that we won't run uh, evolution off the rails too badly. No, and sometimes it's pushing the edge of the rails that makes it so much fun and makes it so much like you know that you know kind of defines your you know who you are and so forth and and uh, Mike has definitely uh, been able to try to kind of direct us back in the in the general direction of which uh, which uh, which he thinks is uh, is probably best. So uh, it's good. We we we'll have to get a little more out of that here in a couple of minutes. Well, we've uh, just like last week, uh, we've got uh, we're bringing back some guests uh, throughout the many episodes that we've had here on Voice America, and uh, the ones that 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 were downloaded the most or got the most reaction from from the audience. And uh, today's guests are uh, Mike Marhofer, who is a partner at Calfee Halter and Griswold, a, uh, a law firm uh, that really does business uh, nationally and even internationally, but they are uh, located primarily in Ohio. Uh, and then Jeff Schwab, uh, he is an M&A practice leader uh, at the Oswald Companies. And uh, they've had you know, as I'd said, they've been on past episodes. Uh, Mike's episode was Business Law 101, Selling Your Business. It's a three-part series. I want to say it was back in like November of uh, 14. And then uh, um, uh, Jeff Schwab's episode was called Business 
insurance basics. And uh, he was also about that time, went through a series of, of trying to provide some, some technical uh, expertise. Um, but, uh, Brennan, I didn't know if you had any follow-up from, from last week's guests. Uh, uh, we had Greg Crabtree on here, and, uh, and uh, I'm missing my piece of paper here. And uh, Anise Cavanaugh. And, and, yeah, we had Anise Cavanaugh. Right, yeah. right, and Blake Squires. I didn't know if you had any, uh, any follow-up on that. You know what? What I can say about that was is it that was probably in hindsight we should have done that format a little more often, make it a lot harder on on Barbara, you know, to get three guests. But it was really fast moving and really just kind of it, it hit a lot of great topics. I think you, know, you go from a, a person like Blake Squires, kind of high energy entrepreneur who's done lots of things, and you know, he was able to kind of talk about. Um, you know how how he's moved from kind of some you know raising lots of capital look to uh, kind of you know being you know, focusing on some smaller stuff which is which is exciting to a guy like Craig Greg Crabtree who can make a pretty complex uh, subject as in you know um, a pretty complex subject of accounting and 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 how you know how you can afford to grow and that sort of thing sound pretty darn simple and and uh, and it, you know it's probably one of my favorite guests and and a and a resource that I like I love to talk to and then obviously a niece about just kind of staying focused you know kind of staying goal goal oriented knowing what you want you know kind of rebooting that energy it's uh, it's hard not to get uh, hard not to not to really appreciate all the all the expertise those three have yeah. Yeah, and that's why they're as popular as they have been and, and resources that we keep close to us. Uh, we are going to take a quick break here uh, on the second stage, but I also want to thank uh, finally and once again, final time, our uh, sponsor, uh, RSM, formerly McGladry, uh, the leading provider of assurance, tax, and consulting services focused on small and mid-sized businesses nationwide with more than 6,700 people in 75 U.S. cities. When we come back, we're going to have our guest Mike Marhofer on the line, and, and uh, he's going to talk about some of his highlights from the year, some of the successes that that uh, he has enjoyed during the year and how um, uh, you know he can reflect a little bit or, I guess, prepare us for what we should expect for 2017. Thanks for tuning in to the second stage. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of, a team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best. 
Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is Jeff Cadlick. I'm here with my partner, Brendan Anderson. Uh, we are switching to a new format, if you weren't in the first segment, uh, in 2017. And, uh, but you can still reach us on all the same formats. You can reach us on our <coughs> excuse me, website, evolutioncp.com, uh, on Twitter, at evolution underscore CP. Uh, we will continue to have our uh, hashtag the second stage and email us at the second stage of evolutioncp.com. Uh, as I had mentioned earlier, we've got our guest Mike Marhofer on the phone. He's done past episodes, Business Law 101, Selling Your Business. Uh, and he is a partner, Kalfi Halter and Griswold. Thank you for being on our show, Mike, as I drink some water here to collect myself. Easy for Jeff to say. Thanks for having hey, me. Um, Hey, Mike, you know, I, I thought there's something I thought of. Um, you were the very, very first person in my life to tell me Donald Trump had a chance. That is true. About 18 months ago. Do you remember that? <laughs> we were arguing, you know, you're like, don't write him off. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Stick a fork in him. And uh, apparently, for the first time in a conversation with you, I was wrong. So uh, I, I apologize. <laughs> That's probably not true to all the listeners out there. Uh, but anyways, that, that, so I, uh, I, I'm... I'm you know, it's curious how how you knew that, but I also want to you know this is a this is a big event being on our last show, so you should feel very very special. Do you feel really do. really special? I do. Okay. I do. I appreciate I appreciate being on. The only thing about Trump is I I thought people wanted to change. I didn't. You know, he obviously turned into uh, a lot more than we all probably thought he would be, but people did want to change. I think, and uh, you know, the same old thing in Washington wasn't really working. So I think uh, they're going to try something different, but. Well, well, no, I mean, and you made that, and you made that call like like it was literally eighteen months ago before a lot of the the, the crazy stuff that was happening. So, anyways, I just it was uh, it was nuts. Anyways, hey, Mike, uh, we, moving on to more exciting things. Maybe tell us a little bit about uh, maybe tell us some stories about some uh, some of the big some of the things that happened in two thousand uh, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, I'll um, let me share a couple things with you on this one. One was a, a new client situation. Uh, a guy was going out, uh, really a family going to sell their business, and um, it, it needed new counsel, right? They had the family lawyer that uh, it really probably couldn't handle a, a sophisticated sale of the business. So what I liked about this one was the business owner is well in advance, preparing for sale, put a team together of his counsel and his accountants and, and investment bankers, and we're about, well, we're about four months into it now, but we're not going to go to market till the end of the uh, second quarter. And it gave us a lot of time to learn the business. We did some estate planning work for him. We cleaned up his records. We terminated a lease at a facility and terminated another contract to kind of clean up the business. So 
I mean, when you can when you can really prepare for sale and you build relationships and trust and get your team together, I think it just it's just going to work out really well. Like we said, we're just kind of on the beginning stages, but you know, we're, we're we're developed a nice relationship and we're cleaning up his business, which will which will look great uh, when we do go to market. So that certainly is always my advice: is to you know when you're thinking about ready. Uh, thinking about selling the business, think about it, you know, a year or so in advance if possible to get your team together and get your, uh, and get all your books and, and everything in order. Um, no, it's, it's, it, it Mike, it's funny but before you move, because I'd love to hear some more stories. It, it, I think about the one single thing that when we finally kind of reach a business agreement with a, with an entrepreneur and we say, hey, we've got, you know, and I always give my standard speech of we got a you know, relatively standard set of documents. We've used the last four, five, six, ten transactions. Um, and then we, you know, I ask who their advisor is and, they, and, and, and I ask them specifically, do they have a lot of deal experience? And when they say no or that or the word or the and especially or it, it, they say no and they don't have a, a, a business advisor and so forth, the, the probability of the deal actually getting done drops exponentially. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it, it does, right? I mean, it, it's hard, right? Everyone has their expertise, and, you know, there are some things about selling a business that that are unique, and you can really, if deal lawyers are, you know, side by side, they can facilitate and move things along quicker, and issue, issues aren't as big and, and such. So, yeah, I, I think that, I think it is important, and, uh, and again, early on, uh, to recognize that is, is all the better. Uh, I also was involved in a in in a, a partnership dispute with respect to a family business. Uh, it's actually a pretty tough one, still ongoing. Um, some some keys here are as we try to get through this is, you know, know thy partner uh, and document that relationship because again, you know, if you can get through the what ifs of what happens on a, d- a death or a divorce or just any type of dispute. Um, you're going to be better off, right? Certainly if it's in the document, it'll provide a framework and, and help in negotiating to, to, a, um, to an end game here. Uh, but in this business is over leveraged with personal guarantees, which makes things very complicated, and, and it's in a financially stressed situation. So uh, we're still working through that, but you've you got to be <laughs> you, you try to be out in front of that with you know, making sure you, you document the relationship and making sure you actually want to get into the relationship. Again, this was a family situation where, you know, that's going to have ripple effects, right? It could certainly ruin the holidays and, and make, uh, you know, make the family events a little bit tougher. So, um, you know, it, it sometimes, uh, you know, when you're uh, generating capital or, or, or trying to for your business, the family, your family members are, are, are one of your first sources and it's just you just need to be careful uh, when you're taking that money in um, to make sure you understand what the relationship of how how it can be unwound in the end. Uh, and some hard lessons there. Um, uh, it's at times if you don't document it properly. Yeah, Mike, what jumps out when I hear you talk about that about that thing is that you know obviously a lot of times you go into a deal and you um, you know you think you know the partner and, and quite frankly you know a lot of times you do, yeah, but then people do change and that's why. You know, whether it's a death and you end up with a with a with a spouse, or whether people just you know their interests kind of go apart. Um, but you also said something else that really kind of caught my attention is that is that, is that you know that that 
partnerships can be kind of worked out when things are good, you know, because it, yeah. but when things are bad, the math doesn't work out. I mean, you know, there's, there's a, it's, it becomes a, a math problem where there's no good answer for anybody. And, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it it really makes it almost impossible if, if yeah. uh, you know, if, if, if there isn't enough money or cash flow or capital coming off of the business. Absolutely. You know, you have fewer, fewer options in a tough situation. You, and your point's well taken at, at the start there is because in the financial position of your partners can change as well. And that's what, that's what kind of happened here. And that can put, you know, I need my loan repaid. Well, the business can't repay the loan. And I didn't, you know, just because you need your loan repaid, it's not what the loan says, so I can't repay, and then it kind of starts to unravel from there. So every partner situation can change during, uh, during the situation, and, it, and, it, and it's hard. I mean, you can't see everything, can't see around every corner, um, and, and circumstances certainly do change. But it, it's, it's something you, you try to do your best in, 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 in looking, through, um, looking through past the corner, some of the corners, so you can, so you can document some of the what-ifs. Um, the, the final one I can just uh, throw out there is uh, is working with a client through a transitional, uh, kind of a generational type of thing. And, you know, when, you, when you're transitioning the business, that can be to a, to a family mem- member or somebody in the business, or again, as we talked about before, you know, an outside third party and an exit. But on the transitional side, if it's family or in the business, you, you know, to me, there's two, two main things. You've you got to plan, and you've got to plan early, and you've got to plan a lot. You also got to communicate effectively, right? So, because uh, the devil's in a lot of the details, and you think, yeah, just my son, my daughter, or whomever, or my uh, COO is going to take over the business, and, and here's what that's all going to look like. Um, a lot of times that might be pretty easy, and it might be in a family situation, but a lot of times it's not. And, and you've and you got to you gotta communicate, you've got to think through a lot of different angles to it, and... You also, if it's passed to a younger generation, get them involved early. Get them involved in management. Get them involved in different types of aspects of the business, so they learn that business. So the transition is much easier. So, uh, been working with a client on a lot of these types of things too, and it's and it's uh, it's hard if you're not if you're you know just want to transition you know next week right or next even next year. So it, it takes some time, and to be thoughtful in those areas is uh, is my advice. Well, that's big. I mean, that, that's you know, it's 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 wild because a lot, most uh, business owners plan for everything. They have contingency plans. They you know they think through their 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 uh, you know the business plan for the year. They communicate that. But when it comes to this major major event that that you know of of actually transferring the ownership and transferring the leadership and transferring some of those things, that's stuff that they don't uh, a lot of times don't put a whole lot of effort into. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard. There's a lot of tough. Um, tough answers, uh, and, and you're not sure sometimes, but, you know, you gotta, you got to lead people there a little bit. You know, like I said, you got to give them some, uh, get some experience in those areas, make sure you're making the right decisions, and make sure they're ready for the transition. So, Mike, what do you see 2017 coming up? We've got this, uh, this new, um, got a new, got this kind of leadership, country leadership in flux. We've got... <laughs> You know, interest rates. You struggled through that up. one a little bit there. Yeah, you know, I was just, exactly but you, know, gonna call you that? don't really know, right? You don't know. <laughs> I do not know of which I speak. Well, I, I, you know, I think there's going to be massive changes. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we're experiencing over the last month, at least, uh, uh, theoretically, what the markets are moving. 
Uh, interest rates are going up. I think everyone expects, expects growth rates to go up. And I think that's basically because they believe the next administration is going to be more pro-business, less government, less regulatory um, issues, and that's on the tax side, that's on the labor side, that's on EPA, you name the regulatory agency, health care, minimum wage. All of, this, all of the signals are that this is going to be pro-business and less government intervention. And I think that's going to be great for the small businesses and the energy markets and, and, and some of the other markets in particular. I mean, they're talking about individual rates going down, corporate rates going down, S-corp rates going down, eliminating the estate tax, and, and, and certainly they're already probably blocking the overtime rules uh, that were supposed to go into effect on December 1st. So, I, I mean, it, it looks like there's going to be massive changes uh, that will help small businesses not only gain capital probably, but certainly uh, save some money on implementing things on the regulatory side. Uh, so I think that's that's all good. I think it's it's pretty bullish uh, heading into 2017, not only in the deal market, but particularly in the uh, in the small business market. And I assume you guys are seeing the same thing, and people are are kind of getting a little excited about maybe being able to invest some some more dollars into their businesses and and help them grow. Yeah, and we definitely are. You know, you know the the great thing about hanging out in the market we hang out in is most most of the time these. So, uh, sub ten million revenue businesses. The people that are at least talking to us, finding us, are are uh, pretty uh, you know pretty excited about their business. They you know they see you know they probably believe the company's going to grow and so forth. And you know I would say that you know the the biggest uh, you know kind of weight has been access to kind of traditional banking capital. Yeah, you know that 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 world had sure. gotten chopped off you know ten sure. years ago, eight years ago, and that's been you know that's unbelievably brutal to the small companies that we that we deal with. Um, um, Mike, any other tips for uh, for uh, for these for business owners coming in seventeen? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously uh, we're near you know the holiday season now, going into the new year, so it's a good time to kind of look back, right? Learn of what you did in two thousand sixteen, what worked, what didn't, why did it work, or why didn't it work, and and then obviously move forward, right? You know, set some goals, uh, move on, you know, turn the page. That's a <laughs> uh, it's a great time to do that, but. You know, set the goals, get your business plan and budget in place, and, and maybe try something different. You know, why didn't it work in 2016? Should I get a new comp plan in place for my sales force because that just didn't seem to click last year? Um, and then just really effectively communicate that business plan, you know, throughout the organization so everybody gets buy-in on the same page and, you know, here's what our goals are for 2017 and you know and, and set a path for everybody and a vision to go to go forward with it. So you know it is a it is a good time really in any business including mine to again you know look back but plan forward and and I like to you know like to say you know try something different, right? Why why didn't it work? Well, let's let's do something different to shake things up a little bit and and to and try to get that growth rate or get what we want um you know our our goals uh, in 2017. And from the legal side, it's, you know, do your, and, and Jeff will talk it on the next segment, do your insurance review. I don't want to steal probably any of his thunder, but maybe your state planning things, but maybe wait on the um, next administration and stuff and get your records in order. So from the legal side, there's always kind of a, you know, one-on-one getting your, getting your um, house in order, but it's really more about goal setting and, and, and moving forward and communicating your plan to your team. 
Yeah, and I think that's all great advice. And of course, uh, your your uh, your stories were kind of right on point and different enough uh, in different scenarios. And and uh, you know, it always amazes me. And it's kind of like you know, lawyers get ultimately see everything. So you know, the things that we talk about here on our show really come to roost at law firms <laughs> or insurance firms because they've got to clean up any messes or things that we didn't think of and and uh, impart to our our um, our audience. So, uh, Michael, thank you uh, for, for being on the second stage. Once again, uh, you provide wonderful advice. We are going to take a, a quick break here uh, and bring our next guest, Jeff Schwab, uh, from Oswald Companies, but I want to remind everybody that you can reach out to Mike Marhofer through the uh, Calfee website. That's www.calfee.com. Uh, we obviously have a, a deep, broad relationship with Mike, and uh, he's he's been wonderful to us. So uh, thank you for being on the show, and uh, thanks for tuning in to the second stage. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is Jeff Cadlick. I've got my partner, Brendan Anderson, here with me as well. Uh, and want to remind everybody again, as I have on every segment so far, that we've got a new format here in 2017, or will be coming in 2017, but you can continue to find all of our existing library of shows on uh, voiceamerica.com. Uh, iTunes, or on our website, evolutioncp.com. Uh, we've got our guest, uh, latest and greatest guest, Jeff Schwab, M&A practice leader at Oswald Companies. That's www.oswaldcompanies.com. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the second stage. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I want to let everybody know that uh, Jeff uh, ha- w- had a past episode on the show, and that's why he is back, because he is one of the, the uh, top downloaded episodes that we've had on the second stage over the past few years called Business Insurance Basics. And I guess, uh, Jeff, where I would start is 
uh, it was kind of really where we ended off with uh, our prior guest, Mike Marhofer, which is, you know, what, what do you, how is this uh, new administration going to change the insurance world? And, and, you know, what, do, what do people need to be thinking about uh, or anticipating as this new administration uh, rolls in in January? That's a great place to start. Um, I definitely, uh, I think the headline there is stay tuned. Um, you're certainly watching things happen by um, the choices President-elect Trump is making for his cabinet and some of his advisors. Um, honestly, everybody is lining up to try and look into the crystal ball, but until we get there, uh, it's going to be very hard to say. And with the elections and the results, um, you know, there's not a supermajority in the Senate, so you're going to have issues there um, of getting things through. But I think certainly right in the crosshairs is going to be the Affordable Care Act. That's uh, Everybody knows that. It's just how much are they going to be able to get done to um, come to a point of potentially, you know, repealing parts of it. Um, but also, interestingly, um, not not maybe quite so known, except if you're in one of those states, was there were some state ballot issues regarding uh, marijuana usage, um, interestingly, and how that affects employers and things like OSHA um, situations, Department of Labor, you know, random drug testing, things like that. So probably didn't see that one coming quite so much, but it was um, it was definitely interesting. So now you have Maine. Massachusetts, California, Nevada, in addition to Washington, Colorado, and I believe it was Oregon. So those are two very interesting outcomes of this election. Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess to recap a little bit on the Affordable Care Act, from your perspective, what aspects of the Affordable Care Act seem to be working uh, which one aspects of it are not working so well, and do you have any idea of, of you know, where where the Trump administration is going to start? Um, sure. Well, some of this is personal opinion for somebody in the business, other obviously professional, but I think we all agree that 20 million people now have health insurance that they didn't have before, um, so obviously accessibility to care uh, is important to get everybody into the system. Um, there were the dependent uh, issues where uh, young people could stay on their parents' um, policies longer. Uh, that created headaches for employers, but it did allow folks that maybe didn't have jobs uh, to stay on for the, the age of 26. Certainly was a, a, a good thing. Um, getting rid of pre-existing conditions and not tying coverage to employment um, with the creation of exchanges is generally all seen as very positive um, as, as um, you know, outcomes of the Affordable Care Act at this point. Um, and so, you know, obviously, the Affordable Care Act has been a big theme over the last, uh, you know, twelve months. Uh, but so has uh, some some new issues that small business owners, really all business owners, need to be aware of. And in fact, we had a um, 
an episode on the subject cyber liability and cybersecurity with your colleague Kim Ferenczak. Uh She did a wonderful job. Uh, so, uh, you know, are there other things, or if you want to expound on cybersecurity a little bit for this particular audience, but then maybe talk about some of the other issues that are are were kind of percolating to the top that need to small business owners really need to be uh, mindful of. Sure. Um, so, um, cyber liability is obviously the new uh, hot topic, as you mentioned. It seems like every day you open the newspaper and there's a new breach that you're hearing about. Some of them are older, um, but some of them are, you know, more recent. Um, as I was calling some of the headlines, obviously most people have heard of the Yahoo uh, breach where there were apparently a billion accounts, and that's with a B, billion, accounts hacked into or release of personal identification. But I found another one that's fairly uh, less uh, intrusive, but just something that I thought was interesting. Apparently, there was a Michigan State University um, breach where 400,000 records were exposed, which um, I don't know much of the details around that, and I apologize to Sparty if I... um, didn't get my facts right, but I read it in an an article as I was preparing for this. So it happens to all institutions, all organizations. In the world of middle market businesses, um, there's studies out that say one in four companies are lacking proper detection and response techniques um, in their own records and their own um, systems. So that's quite a lot, 25%, and you're looking at it that way. If you have a 401k, you're into people's systems and, you know, whether or not they get breached or you get uh, hacked into uh, could definitely be an interesting, uh, well, you don't want that as an outcome, so you want to try to get ahead of it. The coverage for everybody that's listening in that's a business owner should think about at least investigating the coverage for cybersecurity. Um, you know, nobody's saying you have to buy it, but I think you should at least go through the risk identification process to understand uh, what could be out there. You've got, you know, different coverages that you <clears throat> can add into that, and you can even get what's called business income, business interruption coverage added to it if you are um, so you know, so necessary that a a shutdown or a loss of information would actually create a hit to your earnings. So you can take cyber liability coverage that far. So not to go too deep into cyber liability, but at this point, it's that's probably everybody's, should be on everybody's to-do list for 2017 is figure out what coverage is available, what their exposures are, and how the two should match. So the takeaway is is that you're most you should assume that you're going to get hacked at some point. I think that was <laughs> frankly the upshot. From Jeff, Tim we can Trish. promise everybody it's not us because we barely know how to turn our computers on, right? So it's not us at Evolution, but it's other people. So well, we had well, you know what we did get. Remember, we had some someone trying to break in and yeah. change our our bank account numbers, but and it then- wasn't us. But my point is, you and I are not the people doing it because we don't know how to turn a computer. Oh yeah, but other people totally are much more savvy than us. Yeah, so I we don't. Need, so we need people like we need people like Schwabi to say, 
Hey, Brendan and Jeff, we realize you're incompetent and can't get your own computer on, but you do have things on there that are pretty important that other people could use against you. Excellent point. Oh, and I, I totally agree, particularly the point about me not knowing what I'm it. doing. Uh, and you know what? Just last week, I went to a website just doing some general research. And oh, boy, do we need to get into this? I'm kidding. I'm it had gotten hacked. It had this skull and crossbones and this whole thing going. And I had our IT look at it. Cause, and, yeah, they, they, it was one of those ransomware things. And they shut down their, their website. So, uh, And they were not a big company, just a really, really small company that we we're uh, interested in learning more about. So, anyway, it, was, uh, it is here and it is real. And it's pretty scary stuff. And uh, I completely agree with you, uh, Jeff. Kim Ferencheck, your colleague, scared the heck out of me. And, and we have since gotten a policy in place here at Evolution. Uh, but what other, are there other issues out there, Jeff, that, uh, that, that small business owners need to be thinking about that, that are like kind of newer trends, newer concerns? Uh, yeah, that's great segue into actually kind of an offshoot of cyber liability, but it's a fraud act that's out there now called social engineering um and this is where where it could even affect you brendan even though you don't use your computer jeff calls you and says hey we need to wire money to somebody um can you do that please um and you guys turn around and you double check that you think it's right and you wire money and it turns out it's not actually a um, bank account or it's a fraudulent act by a third party that hacked into, got somebody's um, logo. You know, it seems all legit. Um, so I really, social engineering is a, a coverage that's been created and is being added to uh, policies um, where it'll protect you for things like that. It's, again, kind of something we say to everybody, you should be checking it out. You think you're sitting in a conference room with somebody and then you get a call from from them or an email saying, please change our wire instructions to a new bank, and it's that simple. Um, so we really want to highlight that as an, an exist or a, uh, a futuristic type coverage that people need to think about. Mm. And, that's, and, uh, and that's a little and, and, different and, and, than cyber. So that's yes. what I just wanted to suggest that or make that point. Um, you know, you do a lot of M&A work, Jeff, and, um, you know, I was mentioning that in the uh, last episode that insurance and uh, lawyers see a lot of the mistakes that are made out there. Uh, in the M&A world, are there any specific things, uh, again, that you see that are, um, you, you know, kind of every single time a business hasn't had something in place that's caused a problem when they're trying to either buy a business or to sell their business? Well, I think one of the ones that always seems to be uh, out there is environmental liability coverage. Uh, what are you buying? Even if you're a tenant in the building, uh, you still are potentially generating waste. Um, you, you, you know, if you have your own property, not just being a tenant in the building, but you have your own standalone building, you might be a tenant to a landlord somewhere, but you're making some sort of a waste product that's either being taken away to a non-owned disposal site or something like that. I always tell people double think or you know double check the uh, the exposure in environmental pollution legal liability coverage, even if you're not in the chemicals business, if you're just you know, a manufacturer, you're doing value-added, 
you know, distribution, something like that. Um, it's always something that is, is a transactional issue that you might be inheriting. So work with, you know, a good attorney, a good insurance uh, broker, risk management consultant to get a handle on, on what coverages they may have had, what the indemnification is going to say in the purchase and sale agreement about any issue having to do about environmental and just make sure you're double checking that. And so, you know, you could be a business service. You don't even have to be a manufacturer to have this kind of exposure because you are in a property, you know, um, that, that, you know, was once a manufacturing facility or, uh, you know, the landlord is uh, a, a manufacturer in the chemicals business. I mean, there, so it's not just manufacturers that need to be concerned about this. Right. Anytime you're a tenant, you go into that building and who knows what they were doing previously. Um, could, could they have been doing things, you know, back in the day in the 70s, 60s was, uh, you know, acceptable to just pour things down the drain, but you now may have a problem that you're inheriting. So, right. Um, right. Can I say one thing though? I wanted to, I just thought this was fun and I wanted to throw it out there. Uh, Please. I mean, it might be up against time. Um, so the use of drones nowadays is interesting too, and I know that's sort of quirky, but that's okay. Given you know our Cleveland Indians pitcher um, issues with his <laughs> drone activity during the World Series, people are using drones in many many different ways now, and so there's just the issue of whether or not there's real coverage in your policy or not, or if people come onto your property and use drones to you know, inspect the roof or, you know, the property lines or things like that. I just thought that was kind of a fun one that you're not hearing much about. Obviously, you hear a lot about drones, but not from a risk management standpoint. Yeah, they are a permanent part of our life going forward for sure. And I think it's uh, uh, going to be expanding. Even South Park's done a couple episodes on drones. So uh, when they do it, you know, it's 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 part of our culture. <laughs> Not that I right. watch South Park right. or anything like that. I'm much too intellectual for that. Uh, so, Jeff, let's turn our attention to 2017 and, you know, what, what you know, offer some thoughts about planning for the 2017 uh, year and, and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, thankfully, uh, the property and casualty insurance marketplace is uh, going to be generally um, quiet. If you have a renewal in the middle of the year, we don't foresee any um, major issues um, from a pricing standpoint, no coverage constraints, things like that to concern too much with. Um, you know, as a relatively was an active hurricane season, but um, claims haven't been quite so bad. And of course, you know, sad issues in North Carolina and Tennessee and things like that with natural disasters. But uh, that being said, from an insurance financial standpoint, it wasn't too bad. Um, employee benefits, you know, expect to budget some sort of an increase in the cost trend still in the one to 100 range. Of folks, or 20 to 100, frankly, is probably still about a, you know, people can argue this all day, but I'd say 13 to 15 percent potential increase in rates. So, you know, don't be naive to think that you're going to have a zero um, as you plan for 2017 on the employee benefits side. Um, one item that I thought was interesting to mention as it comes up to employee benefits is 
telemedicine is becoming very uh, popular. Instead of going to see your doctor, you literally take a picture of your boo-boo, and uh, they you send it to a telemed doctor, and they look at it, and they either prescribe you some sort of uh, antibiotic or you know something like that. Um, if if they can do that over telephone, so telemed is very interesting right now as a way to control costs and usage on some of the middle market plans. So I'd say employers should look at that too. That's kind of a a new and growing trend. Well, Jeff, I, I want to thank you for being on uh, the second stage again. Uh, y- your insights are always very, very helpful. Uh, as I said, people have really appreciated your contributions because they've downloaded that episode. Uh, I, we've had uh, hundreds of thousands of downloads, um, and um, that's one of the top ones. So you're a rock star. Oh, thanks. Courtesy <laughs> the second stage. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Good luck with the rest of the show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jim. And uh, to our listeners, we will be back uh, after this short break to uh, have some final thoughts uh, by uh, Brendan and myself. Thanks for tuning in to the second stage. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance Tax Consulting. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is Jeff Cadlick. My partner, Brendan Anderson, is here as well. Uh, this has been a lot of fun working with the folks at voiceamerica.com. Uh, would would uh, highly encourage people that are thinking about having their own uh, radio show, uh, take them on as partners. Uh, we've had a great partnership over the past uh, few years, and uh, we, we've really benefited a great deal from it. Just to remind our listeners, we are moving to a new format uh, where we are uh, going to really work through our website at 
evolutioncp.com. But all of our contact points are still going to uh, work here going forward. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at evolution underscore CP. Our hashtag, uh, uh, ha- you know, hashtag the second stage. I'll get that right uh, one of these days. And emailing us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com. Uh, we'd like to la- thank all of our, our listeners uh, for for you know, being a part of this journey uh, with Brendan and I and really creating this exchange where we can collaborate on on best practices uh, and and really help each other out, get through uh, and uh, through this this process and and grow and and have fun. Brendan? Yeah, no, I think it's been great. I think uh, you know it's it's uh, one of our favorite things is to is to encourage uh, you know our partner companies, people we meet to get out and just kind of keep meeting people, meeting people and and asking great questions. And this has been a great forum to do it in a in kind of an in depth way. And and, and uh, also you know it, it, we've been able to follow up and meet people outside of the the show. And so uh, it, it really has been it has been fantastic. And there's nothing been much, nothing but more exciting when. And you're at an entrepreneurial conference, and somebody comes up and says, "Yeah, I heard this episode, and you know, do you guys really do this? You really did." It really was a great way to kind of get some of our our personalities out there and, and learn personalities of some of the people that we uh, that we get we get to do business with. And you know, it's funny, I I, I you know, listening to both uh, Mike and to Jeff, just kind of as a summary from this show, um, it just it, I, I Mike and Jeff have done hundreds and hundreds of of their of thousands probably of their of their you know, of deals and, and the things that they're doing. And so, you know, the, as you get out there and ask these people, ask people for advice, you go to the people that have done it lots and lots of times. Cause it just, you know, Jeff and I are blessed. Jeff Cadillac and I are blessed because we get to deal with a lot of entrepreneurs and almost all of them, it's their first transaction. So, uh, we, you know, we, we really have to kind of walk people through this stuff and there's nothing better than having a great advisor, a great advisor for us and a great advisor for them. But, uh, no, Jeff, it's been a pleasure. It's been uh, it's been fun to kind of banter on and on and on for, uh, for on Mondays at five o'clock, and uh, we'll miss it. But we'll we'll get back to the people some way, shape, some way, some way, some shape, some form. And as all pa- we uh, we believe in the possibilities, Jeff. We believe in the possibilities. We have passion for it. <laughs> that See, I reversed pa- that. See, I reversed that. Yeah, you that? did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you did, and I, I'm not sure how to contribute other than to repeat <laughs> what you already said. Passion for possibilities. Uh, think about what your business uh, can be, and uh, and and uh, take a shot. Uh, with that, we're signing off here uh, at Evolutions Capital Partners, and uh, look for uh, a new version of the second stage here in 2017. Uh, good luck with uh, uh, the new year, and uh, we'll Thanks catch you on the other in. side. Thanks for tuning in to Second Stage. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Second Stage. Please join Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson again next Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And have a successful week. We'll be right back.